Good day and welcome to Partake. Today I want to talk about the Christian disciple and things to come. Some of the final words of the Bible are in Revelation 22 verse 7 and Jesus is speaking, Behold, I am coming soon. To which the Apostle John replies in Revelation 22 verse 20, Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. As Christian disciples living almost 2,000 years after Jesus spoke those words, this is our hope, to be with him who is coming again. He who is the object of our faith, worship and life as a Christian disciple. And not just Christian disciples talk about the end of the world as we know it. There are a virtual plethora of books written about from all sorts of people, from all sorts of backgrounds, with all sorts of opinions. But what does the Bible say about the time when Jesus comes again? And how are we to respond to this fact? Because it is going to occur. And moreover, what does the Bible say about the future things to come? Seeing it as it is for the Christian disciple, our authoritative source. So firstly, the second coming of Jesus. He says himself in John 14 verse 3, I will come back and take you to be with me. And in Acts 1 verse 11 he says, He will come back the same way he went to heaven. When will he come? Matthew 24 verse 36 says, Nobody knows. But we do know that it will be unexpected, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, that there will be signs preceding his coming again, Matthew 24, and in that same chapter of Matthew, it will occur when the gospel has been preached in the whole world, that's in verse 14. And now are we, as Christian disciples, to respond to this, what's called eschatological prophecy. We are to be ready, waiting, watching and working according to Matthew 24, verse 42 to 44. And Paul, writing in 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, says we are to be alert, self-controlled, sanctified, and encouraging of each other. And now, coming on to what eschatological prophecy, there are three different responses to it. And the three main schools of prophetic interpretation are amillennialism, post-millennialism and pre-millennialism and these three views depend on whether the prophetic parts of scripture are to be interpreted literally or figuratively and by figuratively we mean spiritually I won't tell you my opinion as to which I think is the correct interpretation but I'll let you decide that for yourself firstly the amillennial view And this is primarily a figurative or spiritual interpretation. And this view sees the Old Testament promises to Israel being fulfilled in the church. The millennium is the reign of Christ in the church or the new Israel. And the church is already experiencing tribulation. And then there is the post-millennial view which states that Christ will return at the end of the millennium and the millennium being a golden age of the church and then there is the premillennial view where Christ will return to set up his kingdom on earth for a thousand years 
Revelation chapter 19. God promises to Israel restoration, a future king and a temple will await fulfillment. And God has a separate program for the church. And then we have the second coming of Christ. And I'll base this primarily on the premillennial view, which sees two stages in the second coming. First of all, his coming in the rapture. This is when Jesus Christ returns to take his people to be with him. 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 16 The dead in Christ are raised and are living and changed. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 51 to 54 And Jesus is coming to earth. In Revelation the word is parousia. He will return to the Mount of Olives. Zechariah 14 and Acts 1 verse 11 and he will come with power and glory, Matthew 24, and everyone will see him. And what happens then when Christ returns to the earth? He comes to judge the Antichrist and his followers, Revelation 16, verse 12 to 16, and 19, verse 11 to 16. He also comes to bind Satan, Revelation 20, during the millennium. Amillennialists see this as having already been achieved. However, we note that Satan is still the ruler of this world. John 16, verse 11. And then he comes to save Israel, Zechariah 14. Israel will repent, recognizing the one they pierced, Zechariah 12 and Romans 11. And he also comes to judge the nations, Matthew 25 and Joel chapter 3. And the premillennial return of Christ says that Christ will come and set up an earthly kingdom for a thousand years. Amillennialists see this as speaking figuratively about Christ's current reign as the head of the church. And what is the history of premillennialism and amillennialism? The view of the church for the first two centuries was of a literal millennial return of Jesus Christ after the Holy Spirit's coming. Early church fathers such as Papias, Irenaeus and Justin Martyr taught this and these men were not far removed from the Apostle John. Oregon promoted the figurative or spiritual method of interpretation and Augustine developed an amillennial view identifying the church with the fulfilment of the Old Testament promises to Israel and this in turn became official Roman Catholic doctrine. Many scholars however since have returned to the premillennial or literal view after the Reformation. And what of the pre-tribulation return of Christ? Firstly, the rapture. The tribulation is a time of judgment for unrepentant men and women, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. God's people would be excluded from such judgment, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. The Lord will come suddenly bringing destruction while people are saying peace and safety 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 1 to 3 These conditions will exist before the rapture but not at the end of the tribulation And then we have the resurrection which is the bodily resurrection of the dead both the saved and unsaved and is clearly taught in the Bible John 5 and Acts chapter 24 Jesus' resurrection is the guarantee of our resurrection if we are his disciples 1 Corinthians 15 verse 20 to 22 and for Christian disciples the resurrection means that we will have 
a body like Christ's glorious body. 1 Corinthians 15, 49, Philippians 3, verse 21, 1 John 3, verse 2. It won't be of flesh and blood. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 50. And not partly spiritual, or will be partly spiritual. Luke 25, 39, 1 Corinthians 15. And for those who are unbelievers, they will also be resurrected in John 5 and cast into the lake of fire. And the timing of the resurrection? The first resurrection is when Christ comes up in the air to take Christian disciples. 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And some place resurrection of Old Testament saints at the end of the tribulation. And then in the second resurrection, there will be a resurrection of the unsaved after the millennium. Revelation 20 verse 5 and 11 to 13. And what about judgment? There is a certainty of judgment because he will come to judge the whole world with justice. Acts 17 verse 31. Man is destined to die once and after that to face judgment. Hebrews 9 verse 27. And by man I also mean woman of course. And the judge? God is the judge of all the earth. Hebrews 12 verse 23. And the Father has given all judgment to the Son. John 5, verse 22 to 27. And there's judgment of Christian disciples. Did you know that Christian disciples will be judged? But Christian disciples will not be judged according to their sin, because this has already been judged. Isaiah 53, verse 4 to 6. 1 Peter 2, verse 24. Christian disciples will be judged according to their works and we will have to give an account of ourselves to God for what we have done and we will be judged according to our works 2 Corinthians 5.10 Romans 14 verse 10 the quality of our work will be tested 1 Corinthians 3 our motives will be exposed either for God's glory 1 Corinthians 4 or for our own glory we will give an account of the opportunities and the abilities entrusted to us Matthew 25 are you using your spiritual gifts? Rewards may be gained or lost. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 14 to 15 An incorruptible crown. 1 Corinthians 9 25 There's a crown of glory. 1 Peter 5 4 Crown of righteousness. 2 Timothy 4 verse 8 A crown of rejoicing. 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 19 And the crown of life. James 1 verse 12 Juxtaposed to this is the judgment of unbelievers before the great white throne of judgment Revelation 20 verses 11 to 15 this will occur after the millennium Revelation 20 11, 15 21 verse 8 and they will be cast into the lake of fire with Satan and his angels Revelation 20 Matthew 25 verse 41 and this punishment is eternal Matthew 25 verse 46 for more to think about please do Ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend so that you can pray over any issues together? Question 1. Read 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 6 to 11. Then ask yourself, how am I living out these scripture in my life as a Christian disciple? Question 2. Read 2 Corinthians 5, verse 10. If I were to give an account of my work today, what would occur? And then finally, question 3. Read Matthew 25, verse 31 to 46. As a Christian disciple, 
How does this affect my urgency to tell others about the gospel of Jesus Christ? As ever, if you have any comments to make on this, please do contact me at partake at hotmail.co.uk. Thank you, and God bless.